and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. my friends, and welcome to today's episode. The focus for today is considering people's opinions of you and specifically regarding negative feedback. Talking today a lot about how you feel and how you think about other people's opinions and specifically criticism of you. And the reason I chose this topic is that It's certainly something that I've wrestled with in my life, and we'll talk about that. And I know that it's on the mind of so many other physicians and people that I work with. As dependent as we were during training on feedback, right, relying on good evaluations to move to the next step, to move on to residencies, uh, to get a good job, most of us never learned really how to process feedback in a really helpful way. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, and by long time, I'm talking months because we're still in our first year here, you may have heard my earlier episode called How to Be Toxic, a masterclass that came out in May. It's still one of the most downloaded episodes. And to be honest, it's really the only episode that I've listened to in its entirety. And ultimately, it's a story about me and my journey. Although I don't tell it from my point of view, it's really the story of how my own lack of boundaries, my fear of feedback, my desire to be all things to all people got me to a place of such chronic frustration and overwhelm that I wasn't being very pleasant. It didn't feel good for people to be around me. And when I received negative feedback about how I was responding to other people, it really, really hurt. It felt very untrue. It felt very unfair. And it really took me a long time to work my way through it. But when I was going through that, I didn't have the tools that I have now in order to be able to, you know, really sort of process my thoughts and feelings. And it's the reason I'm coming here today is to share these tools with you so that if you're in a similar situation, you have a method that you can turn to in order to be able to process it more helpfully. At the time, inside, when I was going through this experience, I was very deeply hurt and overwhelmed, and I was really attuned to how little support I was receiving. Um, You know, of course, it was uh, during the year of 2020, it was months into the pandemic, and I was struggling. And we often think that as physicians, uh, you know, it's obvious to others when we're struggling, but, you know, people see us as very highly capable people. And oftentimes people think that we probably know how to manage it. Um, You know, there's probably nothing that they can do to help. And, um, you know, and often it's true that we actually reject offers of help, right? We think, nope, I got this. Uh, You know, I don't want people to know that I'm struggling. 
But at the time I was trying so hard to be able to take care of my patients, uh, trying to answer the clinical questions from my colleagues and my nurses to provide emotional support to my colleagues and, you know, experience my life as an essential worker with two kids who were, you know, inexpensive and very precious daycare, you know, at the beginning of this global pandemic. And I didn't have much kindness to spare, if I'm being honest. I was resentful and suspicious and exhausted, and it felt like no one cared about how hard I was working. I was also unwilling to say no. I was unwilling to set boundaries around my time. I was unwilling to lower my standards for how things should be. And subconsciously, I was expecting people to give me credit for how hard I was working, both at work and at home, and to give me the benefit of the doubt if I was cranky with them. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. And I know that my experience is not unique. In my conversations with my friends, with my uh, coaching clients who are physicians and physician assistants, I know that many of you may be thinking some of the exact same thoughts that we deserve better cosmically, that the, you know, the work and the sacrifice that we put in during the pandemic alone should you know, give us cosmic credit from the universe in order to make other things easier, to make other people, you know, think that we are, you know, these martyred creatures. And that's why it can be really exquisitely painful when we receive negative feedback about our interactions with colleagues or patients, feedback about our productivity or anything else. We have been expecting gold stars and instead we get criticism, constructive or sometimes not constructive. And of course, if you are socialized as a woman, you were likely brought up to be nice and accommodating. And, you know, the expectations are often higher than for our male peers. And so we often get labeled as toxic or get called the B word if we are seen as less than nice. So what I want to do today is to offer an alternative, a new pathway that you can choose to take if you find yourself in this place, receiving negative feedback, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, just or not, and we'll talk about that, but you're feeling undervalued and hurt. It's not entirely dissimilar to what I described in the episode on how to be toxic, but it's a furthering of the work. It's a next level that will allow you to continue along towards healing wound. If you are driving or you're out on a walk or moving somehow and you can't do this work now with pen and paper or your computer, um, listen along to the exercise and come back to it when you can. The first step is to write down the statements that were said or written about you. That is, you know, the specific feedback that you received as word for word as you can or if it wasn't very objective to try and make it as objective as you can. So if the words are really subjective, try to frame them, you know, more factually. So if the manager said something like, you're always so negative, I want you to tweak it to my words and actions are being perceived as negative. If a patient comment said something like this doctor doesn't care at all, I want you to write down the words my words and actions do not convey empathy to some of my patients. So we're trying to keep them as 
factual and as unemotional as possible. And we're not making any judgments right now about the truth or accuracy. I just want you to go through the exercise of trying to write down, you know, actually what was said. Once you've taken that step, take a few deep breaths and, you know, look back at what you've written down. And then I want you to write down your own thoughts in response to that criticism. Don't edit, just write. Write down as many sentences as are popping up in your mind. They can be judgy. They can be petty. I just want you to keep writing until you can't think of any more sentences, right? It could be, this is so unfair. I didn't like that patient anyway. My manager's a jerk. It can be anything that is popping into your brain. And once you've come up with all of those sentences, all of those thoughts that pop up for you, then I want you to write a list of feeling words, the the emotions that you have when you're thinking these thoughts in response to the feedback. After you've done this, again, I want you to take some deep breaths and just allow those emotions to be here, to be present with you. I've talked in other episodes about allowing your feelings you know, not resisting them, not pretending that they're not there, but just letting yourself notice that you feel hurt, angry, judged, humiliated, that it feels unfair. Just allow that to be your experience for a moment. And it's totally okay if you want to take a break. If you want to stretch, again, take some deep breaths. If you need to go for a walk, Um, If you want to give yourself a hug or get a hug, uh, you know, from your dog or whatever, Um, anything that feels self-comforting, that feels healthy, that feels soothing when you have those big feelings, go ahead and do that. And then when you're ready, come back. When you're back with me, I want you to notice that the words that other people have said, their interpretation of you is having an effect on you. And that sounds really obvious, but stay with me here. If it's a small effect and you don't have a lot of sentences and feelings in response to what was said, you're you're not feeling, you know, kind of emotionally triggered, then you already have some discernment in place about the boundaries between your emotions and other people's words and thoughts, right? But for many of us, you know, if you find yourself sitting there and it feels like this is having a big effect on you, if you've written down a lot of feeling words, a lot of sentences, um, you know, especially, you know, kind of judgmental sort of, you know, negative emotions, then it's fair to say that you're putting a lot of weight on the words and opinions of others. Now, some of this, you know, maybe how you were raised um, you know, we all received both received both overt and covert teachings, uh, you know, in the past about the importance of the opinions of others about you. Um, and of course, that's all colored by all the isms that we experience, right? Racism, sexism, all the, all the things. But it's also fair to say that not only are you experiencing whatever difficulties that you have in your life right now, as we all do, but you're also unintentionally adding to them by placing a high value on the opinions and input of others. And I don't mean to imply that we shouldn't accept feedback or that we should be closed off to the thoughts, opinions, and actions of others, but 
is it healthy how much weight you're placing on the thoughts and opinions of others, especially in comparison to your own? Many of us, especially if we've been highly dependent on external validation, you know, receiving gold stars and praise and the like, we put a high value on the input of others, but often it's disproportionately weighted towards the negative feedback. Praise and gratitude get swept under the rug. We don't allow ourselves to feel or notice them. We pay a high amount of attention to the criticism. Criticism takes center stage. Ugh. Once you've allowed yourself some of these feelings, you've allowed some of these feelings to come to the surface and be unearthed, and you've taken some breaths and you've given yourself some comfort, I want you to go back to that first list and take a look at what you wrote. The statements that were from other people stated as objectively as possible. And from a place of self-compassion, um, you know, from a place of you know, some curiosity and some detachment, can you identify any items that are written down that may be true or helpful feedback? Often there's at least a little bit of something that we can glean from the words. If there are statements about your interactions with staff, is there any truth there? If patients complain that you don't listen, think about how present you are in the room with them. One of my mentors encourages us to decide that in any conflict, the other person is at least 10% right. And that may be helpful to practice here as you review the list. What is the 10% that is correct about each statement? or at least some of the statements. And if this feels hard, I want you to just acknowledge to yourself that negative field feedback feels hurtful. Um, sometimes it even feels threatening because our primitive brain worries that we're in danger. Um, you know, it might ignite our flight, or flight response. So let's acknowledge that. And let's remind ourselves that, you know, the feedback isn't dangerous, if you can. And if you feel ready, we'll keep going. If you aren't ready to continue, of course, please allow yourself to step out. Um, you know, and of course, if this is a pattern for you, if you find yourself really struggling with feedback, becoming increasingly rigid and perfectionistic and fearful, then please reach out for help. Connect with a therapist or a coach or a physician support line. I'll make sure I put a link to some resources, including some free ones in the show notes for you. Finally, look back at the list of thoughts that you had in response to the feedback. Do you wanna to continue to have thoughts and the feelings that come with them, like what you have now in response to feedback? You can choose to journal on this or simply reflect on it, but don't skip this step. When I was really struggling, I knew that my responses were very reactionary and intense. And I knew that I constantly felt on the edge of a meltdown and I had no idea on how not to feel this way. I was putting so much weight on the words of others, specifically on avoiding criticism from others, and trying to reconcile it with how hard I was working and how exhausted I felt. I, I just couldn't solve the puzzle. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, and and I, I probably you know, spent more time in pain and really wrestling with it and my worry about it uh, than was necessary. But again, I also didn't have these tools and that's why I'm sharing them with you today. If you don't like the way that you respond to feedback, 
this is a method you can adopt to help change your response. And I don't want to pretend that it's easy or that it works right away and it's immediate and automatic, because for most of us, it's not. But if you want to start to change your response, your reactiveness, and the negative thoughts and feelings that you carry around with you after receiving feedback, often for weeks, this is a great place to start. And if you're listening and part of you is rolling your eyes or all of you is rolling your eyes and you want to argue about what a jerk the source of feedback is and defend yourself, I get it. I've been there. But how does that response feel for you right now? Imagine if you did this work and you learn to be able to process criticism, you know, no matter how accurate or not accurate you thought it was. What if you allowed your feelings without resistance and then you can step back and see if there are lessons available to you from the feedback? What kind of person would you be if you took that step compared to what you're doing now? Would you be someone who feels less resentful? Would you be someone who moves through pain instead of steeping in it? Would you be someone who can take feedback and decide for themselves if there's truth that can help them learn and grow and be more effective? Would you be more resilient emotionally in a healthy way and not in a cynical and armored up way? I won't lie, I've always struggled with feedback and I only ever wanted to hear the good things and it makes sense to me, I'm human, right? I wanna avoid pain but then I don't grow. If I hadn't experienced the pain of that time that I went through where I was really in struggle, then I wouldn't have taken the actions that I did that brought me to here. I wouldn't have made changes in my own life internally or externally. And I'd probably still be stuck in the same miserable place that I was emotionally. I don't want that for you. It's true that I did end up leaving that job, but more importantly, I did a lot of work to change how I was thinking about circumstances. And that is the thing that has really made the most difference for me. This work isn't about deciding to quit or to leave medicine, um, especially if you're doing it from a place of resentment and bitterness. It's really about your ability to create more capacity for emotional resilience as a gateway to better self-compassion, better self-understanding, which leads to better decision-making, better relationships, better boundaries, and a better life. That is what I want for you. If that sounds good to you, and if you are a physician or allied health professional, and you'd like some support on doing this exercise and growing your own capacity, I'm going to be hosting a free webinar on Saturday, December 10th, 2022 at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll do this work together. The link to register will be on my website and in the show notes. You'll have an opportunity to ask questions, to you know, be able to sit down and do the work and get some support from myself and other attendees as we go through this together. I hope you'll join me. My friends, that's what I have for you today. Thank you as always for listening. It's an incredible honor for me to have your attention today. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, 
please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.